Welcome to another week of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, and I'm sitting here with my pals up in Glendale, always keeping it regal, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Steve? I'm better than you, and you know it. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. And down in Bayview, my good friend, always uh, freshly squeezed, Matt Michelson. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt Michelson. Wow, you guys are really bringing the creativity. And joining us once again, our good friend, Charlie Michael. And that's the bottom line, because Charlie <laughs> said so. <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe Charlie was going to go with, I'm afraid I have some bad news. Bad news. I couldn't <laughs> could even think of any. Nope. I actually just am amazed just how every week you guys seem to bring something new. And for me saying that, no pressure, but I just love it. It's it's kind of a nice little thing to look forward to. Each I week. tried to think of something. I, ha I had one earlier and I forgot what it was. It was unique, but oh hey, well. Save it for later. So uh, we had a really nice li little AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday, boys. A uh, lot to talk about. Uh, the street fight was, you know, as a lot of people have, talked about already the highlight of the show uh we'll get to that a little later but in the beginning of the show through and through it was pretty solid uh we've been hearing a lot of rumblings, and we've been talking about how the young bucks might be turning heel and you know they're slowly becoming a little more darker a little more evil doing a little more underhanded non-young buck like stuff and we saw them super kick the ref go back, throw, you know, a band of bills to Tony Khan, which I thought was really freaking awesome. Put Tony Khan on camera and then throw him a bunch of money saying like, here, fine us. We don't care. I'm liking this young bucks um, kind of heel turn. And Charlie, I know you've watched the young bucks for a long time and know a lot about them. I mean, we've never seen them really be heels, right? Oh yeah. I mean, their stuff when the new Japan, when they were in the bullet club, it was great. They're, uh, they've always been, this is the first time, one of the first times I've seen them in a long time, where they're just a goody, kind of the goody, goody face tag team. They've always been heel, borderline, tweener kind of guys, you know, through, through their whole career, you know, before they started AEW. You know, I guess they had to be faces to help the promotion, but they've all, that's, they've always been cocky heels, cocky you know, tweener kind of, not true heels, but, you know, the, they weren't the good guys, you know, it was, and that's their best stuff. You guys will be, when they do their thing, you'll be thoroughly entertained because they're cocky and just fun and they're just, awesome. they're just a blast, you know? Yeah. Cause the stuff they, they did with Bullet Club and if Kenny with, when Kenny, you know, was, um, uh, was, was it, uh, I forget the predator gimmick, but whatever when he did that gimmick, it was it's just great, man. It's 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 good stuff. It's really good stuff. 
I'm in the same boat. I think uh, so. I I didn't actually see that clip this week. I did hear about it. Read a lot about it online. Um, I know on last week's episode of Dynamite, they super kicked one of the backstage commentators. I think it yeah, was the Alex Marvis. Thank God. But, thank yeah, you. Yeah, he deserved and, it. Yeah, and I, I wish he, I wish he'd get kicked hard to get out. You deserve it. Mm. <laughs> one time where fans couldn't have been any more in need than that moment but yeah um i actually didn't know alex marvez was and the moment i saw him i immediately thought oh god who's this meat wad and then when they super kicked him it was just the perfect ending i i actually thought it made them feel like faces at least in my mind it did (laughs) yeah it's supposed to be a heel move so yeah i know yeah yeah. the things they've been doing are pretty vicious but at the same time i can't help but like them it's so that's that's gonna be tough that's why they can never be true heels because people like them like they like them they like their work it's just yeah hair is well too conditioned it's too smooth you can't have smooth conditioned hair and be a heel that calls uh the one balding buck so he's he's (laughs) nice he's a little receding there you know the mutton chops help yeah you you bring up something i completely forgot that we were talking about uh gr the other day and kind of how he's you know Maybe not at his usual A game at this point in AEW, but he almost kind of flubbed that moment because it's like, okay, I mean, our snark about Marvez aside, um, <laughs> you know, the other announcers were appropriately outraged and like, oh my God, he hit him and they're all concerned for him. He made some sort of like, like when it happened, he, I forget what words he used, but it was kind of like, he made, <laughs> no he, he made light of it. And I don't think that was, I don't think he was, you know, cause then the other guys were all outraged and then he, he shifted his outrage a little bit. Oh yeah, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, start, I'm, he I'm, sort of I'm missed mad. the moment. Yeah. Yep. Kenny Omega on the mic joined the commentary watching Adam Page uh, wrestle. And he was, you know, it was kind of interesting to hear Kenny talk the way that he did. He wasn't like vicious. He wasn't nice. It was just very middle of the road, and which made for like kind of like an interesting, as, uh, as uninteresting as it was, it was interesting just by how he responded. Yeah, it was like or, Corey, or, or how he talked. It was the opposite of Corey Graves, like beat you over the head, I'm a heel. It was like yes. just underhanded, kind of condescending, yeah. like in mm-hmm. constant reference. The thing I liked best about it, at first I'm kind of like, what's he doing? But the constant references to him being like tag, like tag team, tag team, it was like under, like undermining or like... Um, insulting Paige as a single star almost by these constant references. So I, I liked what he was doing. It was really subtle, but, but noted. I agree. And I think it was really interesting. And Steve, I'm sure you agree with me on this. Kenny Omega really seemed to blend in well with the rest of the announced team. He just seemed like a natural fit at the table, yeah. um, which, I, you know, take that for whatever you want. He's just good on commentary, turns out. But I agree, there was a lot of underhanded comments, just kind of kept taking jabs at Hangman Page throughout the match. Um, and yeah, lots of references to the tag team division. I was listening to the What Culture podcast earlier today, and Michael Sidgwick from What Culture is one of their big, he's like their big AEW proponent. And he made some references to how he seems to think that Kenny Omega physically is just in pretty rough shape right now, just from all the neck bumps and just different things he did in new japan and now you know all the stuff he's doing in aew as well so tag team wrestling allows him to you know take matches at a little more reasonable pace get some time to recover things like that um but if they do end up splitting him and hangman page up 
he's going to have to start going on more of a singles run. And I, there, it seems like there's a little bit of a concern around what does that look like? You know, is he physically going to be able to keep up depending on who he's up against? Cause people are going to expect him to be doing cleaner type Kenny Omega things. So and who I don't does know. He I'm kind of curious. Like who does he get his first start with too? Oh, anybody. <laughs> yeah, but who gets like, who gets the pleasure? Like who gets the shot? I mean, like um, this you know, is a wet dream. As he's going to have to go. He's going to go for a title. So it's a matter of who they who they put that. I mean, maybe you know, along takes, the maybe he takes the title off of uh, uh, Moxley. You know, I don't know. I don't think he needs a title. I think I think they just they got to get. I think Kenny wants to tell a story. What's I, the I story? Think, that's the that's what I'm wondering. I'm just like gonna, who, who's yeah. gonna who's gonna start this new chapter? Like this is I, his first like right. you know walk in the path alone kind of deal. I it's sus- really exciting. If I were guessing, I would, which I am, <laughs> I would uh-huh. suspect that um, he's that there there there's some faction things going on here. Like and maybe it's oh, just yeah, those is. rumors about the horsemen or whatever. But I think Cody is gonna lead some group of good guys, and I think maybe it's the Young Bucks, um, Omega, and somebody else are the bad guys. I don't know. It mm-hmm. seems like they're setting themselves up here to where Hangman Page will be allying with somebody to take on the the fallen elite versus the good guy elites or something. Kind of like Kylo Ren, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, comes from like a pedigree of like heroes. Now he's gone a little rogue. In a bad way, I don't know. I'm. Um, this is like I said. I think All Out is kind of like the beginning of a, a new season for AEW. Yeah. Like I think this is this is just really just the slow, very slow crescendo character arc, and it's uh, it it, it was cool. I, I thought he did a really good job commentating yeah. with them, and then just just did enough to like leave them the dry, you know, and I'm Hangman Page from the ring looking back hey kenny did you see i won and he's not there kind of like hey dad did you uh come to my baseball game and you just kind of have a deadbeat dad and he's not there not to get too deep or anything like that no my dad's awesome that never happened to me me neither but i i I do think as far as what they do next with kenny omega at some point he's got to have a blow off with hangman page i mean oh yeah yeah it's this breakup like that i mean granted they might take a while to get to it just so that when it finally happens you just can't wait to see it it's a must-see event okay so yeah that would make sense that that would be the first like really you know good chunk chunky story that for uh viewers to feast on would be adam and kenny kenny so we'll see how we arrive at it yeah i think they're taking their time and i like it Mm mm-hmm and uh, we saw a little something in, uh, interesting with MJF too. Like we were just speaking about a lot of factions happening in AEW. MJF maybe hinted that he's, you know, the lone wolf and wants to get on a faction. I was like, oh man, who would he be paired with? But at the end of his promo, which was an amazing promo, again, like the dude is the most entertaining guy on the roster, in my opinion, just without doing any wrestling work in the ring. He's a master at the mic and hinted at maybe going to a faction, but said, no, I'm good. I'll be on my own. But why would he say it? Why would it, why would they give him airtime if they really weren't hinting towards something? Do you guys I have thought, any ideas? I, I, I thought looking at it too deep, bro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I thought uh, he was going to team with um, like, I thought, I thought that the end there, they were, he was going to like partner up with like 
Archer and but then they went the the logical thing of having Archer and uh, Cage and uh, Starks. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I sat there the whole show wondering about like, oh, who's he? Yeah. Who would he partner with? But yeah, maybe it is just the red herring at this point where he's yeah, it's not. I think his next battle is probably going to be with beating up War Dog. Then him, then him and uh, Wardlow break off at some point. Yeah, that was the, the, no, the the cracks are there, Mike. Yeah, it's it's coming, oh. dude. That's 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 where it's oh. going. You know, Wardlow's playing, not ready. They're oh. playing the. He better. Playing, he better be. <laughs> they're 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 playing the tried and true card that wrestling's played going back to Virgil yep. and, yep. and the Big Show and all that. Where he brought, up, he brought up that he needs the money. <laughs> Michaels and Diesel, the bodyguard break off. Yeah, now we got this implication that Wardlow's doing this because he has to for his family or something. Yep. He's cutting the checks. Yeah. He's cutting his Dude. checks. I love this promo. I, I thought it was really good. Whether it's a red herring or not, I'm sure we'll find out. There was a moment that really popped me where MJF makes a reference to being a lone wolf and needing to find a wolf pack. And then he just kind of yeah. quietly between sentences goes, ow, ow. And it, I don't <laughs> uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. So hard. And I almost lost focus on what he was talking about, but it was great. Yeah, I know I know that the breakup's going to come between MJF and Wardlow. And you know how much I love Wardlow. I just yeah. think it's just a little too soon. But, dude, it's going to be so good for Wardlow when he does break off yeah. because the dude can go. Like, he's a good wrestler. But I just don't know what kind of personality he has when you have MJF. So, what's Ward? Yeah. I think, give him, what's he going to do alone? Give him a manager. Give him a manager like the old days. Let the manager speak for him. Yeah. What about the it's AEW so world title segment? Or, well, Lance Archer and... Oh, yeah, uh, we were going to talk about that. I think actually the, that, that's going to be a wild main event. Next, or I assume it's the main event. Oh, yeah, next week. Geez. That's going to be a, just a train wreck. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. say. <laughs> yeah. Got the black jobber guy. Oh, you think he's going to take the pin? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not going to do this, him like that. This is sure as Vince loves his black dancing big oh, guys. come on. He'll be looking up at the lights. Come on, this isn't Vince. <laughs> Dude, he, he put no, in a true. really good that's chair true. shot. He put in a really good chair shot, and it hit the railing. And uh, Mox is putting yeah. him over, too. Mox yeah, was, you know, patting him on the back, I mean, and – they want, they want this guy to look good. It looked like it looked like an '80s, looked like an '80s guy trying to get over with ice the, train, right? <laughs> like Remember ice train? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was you, trash. To the rest dude. of you, remember ice train? <laughs> yeah, yeah. From WCW. Norton. Yeah, Norton. Yeah, Norton. No, Scott Norton. He's a black Norton, dude. Yeah, He's but they partnered actually. Fire yeah. and ice was the team. Fire and ice. Yeah, yeah. Good call, dude. He's still friends Wait. with DDP. Wait, Fire he, uh, Ice wasn't and that uh, wasn't Fire and Ice Mandy Rose and Sonya. Or no, that was oh, Fire. Fire. Never mind. Fire and Desire. Yeah, Fire and Ice was Ooh. Scott Flash Norton and um, I don't remember Ice Train's name. <laughs> he, he, he Ice does. Uh, Ice Train Jones. Sorry, Ice Train, if you're listening. <laughs> fans. He he does a a cooking segment on DDP's app. He does like uh, his egg breakfast. Scott oh, yeah? he's still, nice. yeah, he's still supposedly a, a super time. cool dude. Uh, Bischoff's still friends with him, and he said he's just the coolest dude. Ooh, Scott or Ice Train? <laughs> no, I don't think everybody talks to Ice Train anymore. 
my how far he's fallen but yeah anyway so so there was the segment on dynamite <laughs> to get back to the show yeah um, so we had a segment on dynamite uh jake roberts lance archer come out start to cut a promo on john moxley um the promo felt kind of like a wwe promo totally in a way uh there was yeah. something about it just didn't just work wasn't right hit. yeah i thought so too yeah um thankfully john moxley comes out one of the side entrances and gets jumped almost like at all out it's almost like they did a call back to all out when a fan came after john yeah, moxley yeah. but this time yeah. it was brian cage ricky starks all breaks out by surprise yeah, yeah. things kind of calm down and then john moxley completely saves the entire segment by calling out jake roberts lance archer and taz uh and basically turns to the camera says hey darby get here next week we're gonna have a six-man tag and go up against these guys and I don't know what it was about the, was it, if it was the tone of the promo, if it was just how he kind of exploded out of nowhere, but all of a sudden it, he just completely saved the segment for me. I don't know, like Mike, what your thought was on this one. Oh, I thought it was really, um, really interesting. <laughs> I thought John Moxley really showed out for this too. It looks like he's taking it really seriously. He wants to see Hobbs do real good. Hobbs <laughs> comes out. He's real energetic. Uh. Hobbs is gonna be champ. Hobbs is in title run, dude. Title run. He's gonna be real nervous. But I think, you know, I think, I think Darby Allen pins uh, Starks. Hobbs. I think Hobbs is okay. Ricky Starks yeah. is a star. I don't think they're gonna dog him like that. No, I think no, they're gonna be good. I agree. But um, if, if I'm, I'm feeling if Taz. I was booking, if I was booking, I would. <laughs> <laughs> He take wow. that pin. He take that pin clean in the middle. <laughs> I, I'm feeling. I think Will Hobbs I'm, is going to have a couple good moments in this match. Yeah, like, probably. Yeah, he will. I haven't seen him wrestle before, so I don't really know what his move set or styles like. He looked but good in that. Have battle you seen royal. him on dark? Have you seen him on dark, Steve? I haven't really watched. I know no, but I remember him dark. from the battle royal. Uh, uh, the casino. What was that casino one where he? Uh, yeah. He was roughhousing some people. So. Uh, I, know I think that kinda, was his big exposure. I know he was for. I think he was supposed to take the um, the the shooting star press from uh, uh, what's his face when he fell. Uh, I think he was he was in position to take it. So he, yeah, from that side out. So mm. he kind of mm. helped him. Well, he must have a guardian angel watching out for him because somebody yeah. tripped Matt Seidel when that was supposed to go down. So Will Hobbs uh, is still untouched. Yes, yep. I do like that. Um, Darby Allen and um, Moxley have this begrudging respect like for months now where it's like Moxley hasn't really befriended a whole lot of people. He's been the lone wolf part to, to steal MJF's term, but uh, he's, he's built up this sneaking admiration through battle with uh, Darby Allen. And that's cool. It's like, you knew he was, you knew he was going to call out Darby, but uh, it's still, it's like, I, I like what they're doing with those two. Big time. So to cap off the show, I we're in a group text uh, for the uh, the listeners, uh, and I had to reach out to Charlie, Steve, and Matt right away to ask them if they saw this street fight yet because I wanted to make sure, like, to confirm like what I was seeing. I was watching it, and um, this was probably one of the greatest street fights I've ever seen. Uh, it was between uh, the best friends, a uh, tag team that I've been really uh, admiring, and they've been coming up like as a favorite of mine lately. I didn't really know quite what to think of them when they first uh, 
went on the scene. Like I didn't really get it with like such a loaded tag team um, roster in AEW. And they're like, okay, these guys are just best friends. You know, everybody's got something like private party, young bucks, super kick party. No, we're just best friends and we wrestle. I'm like, okay. But this was a match, like a breakout match for these guys. I was really happy for them. It was again, Santana and Ortiz, uh, LAX, um, who haven't really gotten a match like this on AEW yet, but it fit them just perfectly. They come out in this face mat, uh, face paint, and um, it kind of looked just like NXT's uh, Adam Culver's Velveteen Dream backlot bra with the cars and the surrounding. Uh, but it wasn't as lame, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of I big uh, spots and a lot of pain. I think these guys really, really Oof. got hurt. And it all kind of yeah. started when oh, yeah. I don't know if it was Chuck Taylor that was in between um, the car hood and the motor, and they were like, bashing them and I, I think that's what I was laying down when I was watching this and then I like sat up and I was like holy shit I mean that I was just putting myself in that position being like I think I, I that would really hurt that would yeah hurt. I agree I think what made this street fight really stand out above all the other street fights is at least in WWE world anytime there's a street fight they do a really good job of making it so that someone almost gets really hurt like like that car hood spot we saw in this street fight um you know, like if this were a WWE match, you would see someone get put into that position. And then if somebody else were to do a bump onto the hood, the other person would escape at the last second and it, the bump would never happen. It would just be the idea of it would get you really hyped. Like all oh, these two really hate each other. But in this case, they would actually commit to the bumps. We saw a senton off the top of the car onto the hood. And then we saw another bump onto that the hood awesome. while this guy's stuck under the hood. And Mike, I agree with what you said about this being kind of the breakout match for the best friends. Like up to this point, the wrestling's been great. I think the gimmick with Sue and the band's been really good. I think this match really put them over, in my mind at least, as being really good wrestlers. Granted, it was a fight, but I actually can't wait to watch The Best Friends now, which is really saying a lot. And also right. the same with Santana Ortiz. I think if you listen to the podcast in the past, you know I'm not a huge fan of Santana Ortiz. To me, they're just kind of generic feeling in terms of the tag team division but i think this match really to me at least made them really stand out and maybe it's just the fact that i have some respect for the amount of things they were willing to put themselves through but yeah i would say in short this street fight was great i have a history of doing play-by-plays on the podcast i've noticed but this match there was way too many spots to even recap i would say if you haven't seen it go online find this match watch it in its entirety you will not be disappointed Big time. Yeah. When uh, Chuck Taylor like went through a back windshield and there, yeah, you could see the right glass up. stuck in his back. Oh, yeah. That was Trent. tough stuff. That was Trent. Yep. That was Trent. Oh, excuse me. Trent. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, and I mean, you knew they were going to get hurt because of the amount of shitty cars that they oh, had yeah. back there, too. I mean, yeah. there was like some uh, Saturns back there, it looked like, some Dodge <laughs> Saturns. Uh, some Chevy Malibus from the 90s, it looked like. So I'm like, okay, they must have got these off of a scrapyard for, you know, 400 bucks. I did see a Toyota for sale out there, too. Yeah, decent (laughs) enough, right? Yep. So you knew that something was going to happen, but wow. And it really, I mean, the way that they shot it, too, like they didn't almost let you breathe. They didn't let your your, uh, tension really go too far by the way they shot it. It was really well executed just from the production standpoint as well as the wrestlers. You could tell that they worked this out really well, and not to mention Orange Cassidy popping out of the trunk. Yeah. And um, 
making an appearance, helping his boys yeah. out. It was a really fun match. And then my pro- probably my favorite part is the mom picks the boys up in the minivan. They get in after, like, literally just, like, getting the shit to- kicked out of one, one another. And she flicks the bird just in, like a great bird, you know, big <laughs> stiff fingers, perfect form. They got the shot. It was an awesome match. I mean, this is what wrestling's all about, I think, for a main event. Tells a great story. It's not too long. Holds your attention, and you just feel left feeling satisfied. Leave yeah. feeling satisfied. I agree. I, Production-wise, uh, yeah, this was shot really well. I know earlier, Mike, you referenced Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream in that parking lot brawl. Um, I don't know what it was, but for whatever reason, that match, I feel, kind of fell flat. And I think part of it was because of the way the lighting was set up. They almost tried to make it feel cinematic, even though it was just yeah. a wrestling match in a parking lot um, with really nothing beyond that. Whereas this match kind of looked like, you know, what we've seen in the past when you see fights in a parking lot, but really well shot, well choreographed, yep. tons of bumps. Um, like you said, it didn't feel too long. But there were a lot of times where I was like, there's no way these guys can keep going after that. And they did. And then they would do five more things after that. So, yeah, I mean, we could probably analyze the heck out of this thing all night. But, yep. yeah, in my mind, it's, it's, it was a great match. Yeah, that's and, a good thing about what AEW does and the guys that are in it. They'll, they're taking the bumps. It's not going to be choreographed crap. It's going to be, we're going to go through, here's the spots we want to do and how we're going to get there. We're just going to. They're, they're just going to take them and do them, you know? Well, that's, and then talk. That's what turned me on to like when I first saw those, when I, before, you know, AEW, those guys were all in Ring of Honor, New Japan, just seeing those guys and the bumps and the things that they did, like, holy shit, that was real, you know? It's, that's the kind of shit that you like seeing because you know it's, you know, the, you know, it's um, pre- predetermined, but, all the stuff to get there and the chances right. they take is just that's what just sold me on that instead of watching you know wwe a lot just mm-hmm. seeing all about, that stuff talk about uh two teams that just haven't gotten a main event opportunity and really utilizing the opportunity working with one another it's yeah. not like hey best friends you're going out there with hangman and kenny omega and you're main eventing it's like hey yep. santana ortiz you're going out there with best friends and best friends. You're going out there with Santana Ortiz. You're going to like use your powers combined. Cause I mean, you're here for a reason. And I mean, that's just the depth that AEW yeah. has compared to any other promotion right now. I think when it comes yep. to answering the, the literally the bell, when uh, it's asked upon you to put on a great match and they, they killed it. Yeah. I think, Santan- I think Santana and Ortiz, you know, I, we've said it numerous times on this show that, they keep losing and it's like you're waiting like what's the point what are they going to do next but i feel like this is even even with yet another loss i feel like now it's almost like that loss reset them to where they could next this week starting this week do yeah, something new yeah i think i think this week could be a new start for them unless unless they lose again but uh i don't know i just i don't think that the inner circle thing is working for them i'd be interested i wish they kind of just do something on their own, but I don't know what that is. Well, Steve, if you notice at the end of the match, so Orange Cassidy comes out to help out the best friends, but the inner circle is nowhere to be found to help Santana yeah. and Ortiz. So oh, if yeah. they want any reason to break out of the inner circle and start to do their own thing, they have that was it right now. Yeah, yeah plus uh, Eddie Kingston's there, and LAX and Eddie Kingston apparently go way back to 
And uh, so who knows? Maybe they'll become That's like a pretty a super big group. group. <laughs> exactly. So who knows? A lot of potential there. But this was one of the greatest street fights that I could remember seeing. Uh, typically, street fights are kind of like, you know, kind of a match that is really interesting on paper. But once you get it, it's it's like, ah, okay. It's just a little too... Um, almost cartoonish in a way like you can see it just you know you know what's coming like oh a convenient uh dumpster with all this paper yeah. and you just dump it over somebody's head and you're like oh man i'm just i don't know what to do and then you just get thrown into like a heating pipe or something <laughs> like that so um but one match that was a really great street fight that i can remember was gold dust and roddy piper at wrestlemania 12 that was the first backlot Oof. brawl and um, I remember this clearly. I mean, I rented this uh, video from Blockbuster. I took it to my grandma's house who was babysitting me at the time. And it was just a great story because it, it took place outside. It was shot outside. It was initially supposed to be between Goldust and Razor Ramon, but for some reason, uh, Razor couldn't do it. It was supposed to be shot remotely in Miami, apparently. I did a little more research on the match before the show. Yeah, didn't he refuse to work with Goldust or something? I believe so, because maybe he felt, remember, like Goldust would like, feel him up and stuff? Yeah. And I yeah. mean, let me just take one second, too, to just tell how much I think Goldust is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Dustin oh, yeah. Reynolds. And characters, too. Still going. The, the best character, I think, ever. I mean, Adrian Adonis, I think, really tried it in the beginning, but just, you know, he's a fat guy with blonde hair. Goldust, who's like a 6'5", Texas tobacco-chewing redneck, and it's like, hey, why don't you play this flamboyant thespian actor with a blonde wig? And, like, he literally just jumped into the pool without even knowing how to swim, but just was thriving in this role and I think will forever be the best character ever in my opinion when it comes to a wrestling character um and sometimes it has to be an opposite person to play it to have it be so believable yeah I don't think I could ever do that but anyway the backlot brawl brawl between Piper and uh Goldust I, I I heard interviews with Piper when he jumped on the hood of the golden Cadillac and they made eye contact, Goldust and Piper, who was on the hood of the car. And Goldust literally looked so scared that he killed Piper. And there were many times yeah, where... Piper was supposed very, to jump out of the way, and he didn't, right? Yes, and he took he the car hit. <laughs> well, and Runnels, and Dustin Runnels was just like, okay, move, move, move. And he just kept going. He didn't move. <laughs> and he didn't move. And I'm like, oh, my God, that had to have just been the scariest thing. And it's the biggest stage. And, I mean, you could go on a long time about the match itself, but it ended with Goldust going in the ring and Piper ripping his clothes off. And he's in men's, not in men's lingerie, women's lingerie in front of, you know, all the fans watching at home and the live audience. And I think Piper kissed him at the end of the match too, which was crazy. So yeah. And I heard interviews with uh, Golda saying like this was his WrestleMania moment and he was very, very proud of it. So like you might, I, well, not like you, unlike you, 
Um, I actually didn't see this match till maybe about a year ago, I want to say. And it's only because, you know, the WWE Network is a treasure trove of content. So I finally got to the point where I had seen all the stuff that I ever wanted to see. And then I was like, oh, Roddy Piper had a match with Goldust? Goldust has been in the ring that long? What is this? And I see like the, the thumbnail image in WWE Network of someone on a car and I immediately think, what in the world is this? And so I ended up watching the match. And just like you, I couldn't believe like how brutal this was between the car hit spot, um, just the fighting in the parking lot. It was really ahead of its time in terms of the level of violence, I think. Yeah. Totally. yeah it was well, a, Roddy, yeah. Roddy was uh, very believable. It, yep. it, he started like with a bat. He had his leather jacket on, you know, that's Roddy's style. I thought this is very believable, but then you put gold dust in it and um, they pulled it off very well. Do you guys have any other uh, street fights that you can recall being awesome? Yeah, I could go. I, cause I mean, I I'll admit I didn't have a, I couldn't come up with a, like a big volume of them, but uh, you know, I, I always cringe a little to bring up the name Chris Benoit, but uh I think it was 1996 that Benoit Kevin Sullivan match, where it was like one of the. It certainly was one of the first ones in WCW that spilled out into the entire arena, and they were like fighting in the bathroom. But again, it's like a moment in time because, you know, nowadays when they do that, obviously things are like well, like the crowd is kept at bay. That one was so organic that they were fighting in the in the arena, and the crowd, the fans were there. Like they were fighting amongst the fans and like when they were beating the shit out of each other in the bathroom, like there was fans in the bathroom. It was crazy. <laughs> and uh, you can't like, again, you like, I, I forgot, I was listening to some podcast that said you'll never see that moment again. Cause you know, with liability and all that, like right. they would never let the fans be that close to the action where they're wow. like throwing stuff at each other. But I just, you know, the first is always the one that stands out to you. And I think to your point, uh, or touching similar to what Matt said earlier about how, um, you know, I think part of the reason last week's match stood out is because, I don't know, at least for me, I didn't think I'd be entertained by a uh, street fight anymore because you've seen so many damn ones in your life. But the Benoit um, Sullivan one was like the first one that, because I'll admit, I, I wasn't, I didn't really watch ECW very closely. That was like one of the first of its kind that I saw. Mm -hmm. And it was like, holy shit. Like, you know, yeah, you never see it before. You see these guys like, like throwing concessions at each other and stuff. It was like, it was just, it was, it was the first of its kind for me. And those guys had real heat because of the whole crap that, you know, went down with with women and like, you know, he Sullivan booked his own divorce. They say, I, you know, I guess at the time they were, they were split. So it wasn't quite as cut and dry as people make it out to be, but still there was real heat there, but there's real heat there with the two because of the situation. And then they, they put on an outstanding physical brawl. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Oh, Jesus. What's going on, Charlie? Is this going to be our moment? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's now time for Charlie's Corner. (laughs) My moment of why the, my moment of retribution's just attacking everybody again. So I can give a little recap because I, I mean I, I, I missed. Yeah, I don't watch Raw, but I read the beginning. 
Yeah, so a little, this is a tangent yeah. for our fans. Um, oh, everybody in the back's coming out now. But go Retribution ahead. unmasked. Yeah, I saw. Also that. announced that you know they're against they the WWE, the but they signed contracts <laughs> with the WWE. So like I don't, I don't know where they're going with that story. But like, I saw, and then I saw this one too about it. So they signed contracts. So. Mia Yim was cool with those guys attacking her boyfriend last week then. <laughs> <laughs> the logic makes no sense, dude. This I has been Charlie's There's Corner. <laughs> so many holes. So many holes in bad booking. <laughs> like they don't even know what they're doing over there for some reason. No. Nope. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a seventy some year old madman is just Making making up stuff as he goes. Nah, yeah, no, no self-respecting company would ever allow themselves do to do that, Charlie. Don't be. No ready. way. Yeah, don't don't be a sheep. <laughs> I can't be. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my favorite street fight is I had to look it up. Um, it wasn't. It's probably a, you could probably find it on Ring of Honor somewhere back. But it was uh, happening in t- 2015. I was at that show. Um, it was Jay Lethal versus Chris Compton. It was a Sweet. it was a street fight through the fans. It was just awesome because they were laying it in like these guys were, and I was just like right there, you know. It was just it was just insane. It was just insane to see. It was it's a uh, only reason I remember because I was there, you know. It's right. I'm not a huge. I mean, I like street fights. I'm not a huge fan of street fights, but that's just one I remember because I was there, and it's. They're you know street fights kind of anything happens they're not real fights to me but you know not that any of it's real but <laughs> well when you see New Jack go off oh, the yeah. uh, balcony Dude, at the yeah. Wave, that was, yeah that Eagles that ballroom. was a street fight too that was that was the hardest live shot I've ever seen he put two tables up dude it was nuts it was nuts dude it was the best time one of the best times I've ever had at a show dude I was like holy shit he fell through those tables so hard dude it was like oh shit so Charlie for people who haven't seen this match in ECW this was can you give a little background on the pay-per-view and like where was it uh, how like what actually went down I can't remember who he was wrestling now because I was pretty buzzed up at that time. <laughs> I have to look it up. It was a pay-per-view here in Milwaukee. They were at the... Was it Hardcore Heaven? Yeah, I think that was yeah. it. Yeah, I think that was it. I think it was like 2006. Yeah. New Jack was brawling. I can't... What was he wrestling? Was a... Obviously, it was a white guy. I can't remember um, now. But basically, he set two tables on top of each other, went up to the balcony at the rave... And then jumped off the jumped off the top there, threw threw the guy on two tables, and it's he landed on on the ground after they broke it. It was so freaking hard, dude. It was the craziest thing that I've yeah. ever seen, dude. It was yeah. that dude still alive? New Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. He yeah, go. he was just on Dark Side of the Ring. Ring. That was one of the best episodes. Go back and watch some yeah. of his uh, shoot interviews. They're fucking great, dude. They're He's unbelievable. Got great stories, dude. He was telling the story about junkyard dog buying some weed off of him and needing money and all this <laughs> stuff, dude. It was, it was great, dude. He's was, a psycho. He oh, wanted to nuts. kill when yeah. he when he threw that guy off the scaffolding. Oh yeah. Tasered him. He's like, I could I. I tried to kill the motherfucker, but I just didn't throw him far enough. Did you like, see? Did you watch that one, Steve? Oh, that one I haven't seen yet. 
Oh, oh dude, God. you have to see it. That make that your mission this week. Dude, that everybody talks about the Benoit one, but that was the best one of the year. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, this dude is nuts, dude. I actually have it. I have it all ready to go on Hulu. I, yeah, maybe I'll watch that. Get out. on it, dude. You, make sure you like. Get on it. You know, you got a good hour of time. Yeah, yeah. for everybody, Dark Side of the Ring, the greatest TV show. Uh, even if you're not a wrestling fan, just watch it because the stories like the less you know it's probably going to be more crazy yeah. because yeah. we're such big fans we kind of already know the story but new jack is one of the craziest guys yep. who has stabbed people has <laughs> yeah pretty much he's one of those guys yep he's one of those wrestlers if you saw him in the crowd you wouldn't touch him him and like bubble ray bully ray bubble ray whatever because he seemed like bubble ray's not like new jack but he works his gimmick so hard that like you don't want to mess with them if he would walk through the crowd like touch them and new yeah. jack's that same way because new jack will go off on you 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 oh. have to watch that dark side of the ring where he beats up that old man too oh, <laughs> dude, that was bad so with bad. the metal bat with the aluminum dude, bat what was his name like crazy uh, charlie or something like something that like that dude it was so in front of like a crowd of 40 people dude, it was so, and he was just he wailing beating on him the crap the out of him dude it's so bad new jack is <laughs> Nuts, dude. Who brings a knife to the ring? New Jack, you know? it's crazy, like, dude. Who, like, why would you bring a knife to a wrestling ring? Yeah. And then before, use we started this, before we started this podcast, um, we were just catching up talking about wrestling, and Charlie brought up this match at Hardcore Heaven that he saw oh. where New Jack jumped off the balcony. Yeah, and I hadn't exactly. seen the match at the time. So immediately after we hung up the phone, I put on WWE Network, found it on there, jumped ahead of the match, um, and I could not believe how hard this bump was. The other oh, thing, was crazy. Just like a match in general, is they spend a lot of time getting out into the crowd to get set up. Oh, for that dude, bump. they're brawling in there. Yep. Yeah. But before that, when they're actually in the ring fighting, I mean, it's not even a wrestling match. It's, no. it's like a fight to the death. I mean, that's the all his these guys were, have, the stuff that's were. getting smashed, the way New Jack goes after guys, it's legitimately scary to watch. So if you're up for something a little more hardcore than the average street fight, <laughs> yeah. this is definitely the one to see. Yep. Do you, uh, how much money, I mean, okay, say you're a wrestler and new jack was having a bad day like you just knew he was having a bad day and you want to take out his aggressions and like you were slotted on the card of wrestling new jack that night i mean i don't i don't think i would do it like you know I, what, I, no, think, no, no, I would do i would hang you up know, the boots you know what happened yep. for me i i'd very conveniently lose my smile <laughs> okay sean <laughs> yeah you're gonna lose it all right he's, he's knocking off your face dude one of the two Oh, Such a good episode. And you can see Charlie on that oh, yeah. uh, Hardcore Heaven. I, I remember we were group texting yeah. and I found it. I was you right had your big table, smile. Dude. Yeah, you said yeah. you were having the time of your life and buzzed up. Dude, you look great. You were like, you had the blue like, jeans on. Yeah. You had the tucked in black t-shirt. <laughs> it was crazy, bro. Dude, you look good. Yeah, That was freaking great. Oh, yeah. Man. ECW is always good for some good street fights. Oh yeah, that was, a, that was great. Some of the best stuff ever. That's totally. one of the reasons I still just have the network is just so just I can have the ECW catalog yeah. and the WCW catalog just for that alone. I yeah. mean, 
you can see New Jack when he was with uh, what was it? Was he in Smoky Mountain or Minute? Yeah, Atlantic? I want to. They have that on there. I kind of want to go see that. Yep. That stuff he was doing in Smoky Mountain. I didn't. I didn't really yeah. know about it. It seems really good because he yeah. was enticing went, the crowd with racial stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> I went back. I went dude, back and watched. Oh, it's and, great. Uh, oh, I watched. Yeah. It, I watched some of the clips, dude. Dude, it's so good, dude. And oh my it's god, true, things... it's true, real heat, dude. It's well, really he was saying, heat, dude. like, shout out to my best friend OJ Simpson right after yeah, he was like dude. accused for and he was calling him redneck crackers and all this stuff. Oh my dude. gosh, it's crazy, dude. Cannot do that down, nowadays. It's, it's down in the south, dude. It's like, yeah, he's really taking chances, dude. <laughs> wow, doing it. it's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Imagine- it's like him going to a Leonard Skinner concert. Yeah. And uh, yeah. just talking shit to everybody there. Yep. That was basically New Jack yep. pretty every much, single dude. night. At, yep. like, pretty wrestling. much, dude. Pretty much, dude. What's with their face? What did you guys say the name of that faction was that New Jack was in in Smoky Mountain? The Gangstas. The Gangstas. S A S at the end. The Gangstas. Not E R. Nope. The Gangstas, dude. Was Cornette their manager? No, Cornette was just like the. He was Booker? he was he was a manager there, but he was like the booking guy. But he was playing. Okay. He was at one of the angles. He was trying to get them on their side. He was like, "We don't need no manager," and they're going off on him and stuff. It's it's good. Look some nice. of that stuff. It's on YouTube. It's good. It's really good. It's you know, so I think I think so, where we've missed the whole. Like we could probably talk all night about some of the best hard hardcore matches involving oh, yeah. the twenty four seven title. And um, and our truth, you know, in his oh eight, my god, I'm like, where, in his eighty seventh reign, twenty four seven. I mean, that's not. that's like a street fight every week almost. Oh, well, really, that's, well that's I know I lost my right smile there. when you mentioned the yeah. See, I killed the crowd again. It's like when but, I was okay. So, up. so like you were saying, Mike, ECW did have some good street fights. Um, another promotion that's actually had one that really stands out to me is NXT. Uh, in 2018 at TakeOver Chicago 2, it was the second of three matches between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And it was the first TakeOver where a match that wasn't the NXT Championship match actually main evented the show. Um, crazy enough, Mike and I actually had the opportunity to go to this show and see this match in person. And this match, it was a 40 minute long match and it did not feel like 40 minutes. Um, it definitely felt like there was a lot happening and there was, if you go back and watch the match, there's a really amazing story, different segments to the match, things happening. Um, and it really does a good job building and escalating. Uh, and funny enough, if you go back to the segment where Champa and Gargano jump off the road cases through two tables in the crowd, that was crazy. my face is right behind the WWE logo in the bottom corner oh, wow. of the screen as Champa spits on the wedding ring and throws it into the crowd. So dang, you can, and my reaction is 100% authentic. I was a full believer that it was real that night. <laughs> yeah. Oh so yeah. Matt, they did a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's on WWE network. Charlie's on WWE network. Steve, didn't you think you might be on WWE network? Uh, um, I know for a fact, or I shouldn't say that, um, Clash of the Champions, when they came to Milwaukee, um, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It probably would have been, I, I don't remember the exact year other than it was when the NWO was going strong before they had uh, 8 million members. It was when DDP was just, he had just 
cast his alliance definitively with WCW because he came out and helped. Uh, he came out in a Packer jersey, you know, cheap, oh, cheap, yeah, cheap, cheap <laughs> and, uh, so I, and I remember it was like Ultimo Dragon wrestled uh, Malenko, uh-huh. I think. I, so, I mean, I, I, it was like, it was, I think it was the only Clash of Champions in Milwaukee, but I was in like the seventh row with my dad. So I haven't looked in a while, but if you, you know, I have to, I, I have to have shown up on there. Um, nice. That's I wish cool. WrestleFest was on there. I don't know that I'd show up on there, I but actually, I, yeah, I told I, you guys about that one that was at Comedy Stadium. That was one yeah. of the great, that was like just a souped-up house show. But I know they recorded it, so I, it might there might be stuff like on the network somewhere with that. Yep, I also was on a Raw um, down in Chicago at the United Center or not the United Center, um, Allstate Arena when the Raw came back right before the WrestleMania. We got they did a pan shot of the crowd and my buddy. You know, he taped it. He got us on TV. We were on, we were on TV. It was pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Was that the night when The Rock came out as the host of WrestleMania 27? I think. I believe so. Yep. Wow. Yep. So that was one of the loudest pops ever, wasn't it? Oh yeah, and that arena. I mean, have you, you oh, obviously you've been there for NXTs. That place just is just a loud, one of the best. Like that's why Stone Cold loves it. That's his favorite arena. You know, it's one of the great places to watch wrestling it's, it's just the noise in there carries well it's big enough but yet it's still compact enough and it's just it's just a great place yep side note i actually saw a backstreet boys concert there How uh, was that? when i was in uh ninth grade i went because um my sister and her boyfriend went we got free tickets and nice. my sister's boyfriend took his little sister who I kind of liked and uh you know whatever go see a show yeah. and my ears literally were ringing for two weeks i've never Dang. i think i i don't have good hearing now and i think a lot has to do with that show for seventeen thousand screaming 10 year olds for five hours like it was the loudest oh, i've ever heard like I my bet. ears were throbbing but yeah did you ever hook up with that girl no, we uh definitely wasn't worth it. <laughs> no, we uh no, she's cool. But I did uh date her cousin and uh nice. yeah. Keep so. it in the family. Yeah. Well boys, uh I think that might want to wrap it up for this week of Keep the K This was a lot of fun talking um it off the hook street fights. Street fights and new jack. And um, yeah, you got. It's always good to see your smiling faces talking wrestling. It's one of my favorite things to do this week, boys. Yep. Yeah. Same here, man. Good luck on that oh, bet with tough the Dallas Stars, too, man. Oh, oh yeah. Dude. Whatever happened with the game tonight? I don't know. I don't know, but Plus it I doesn't it matter tied. because I literally almost forgot to wish Greg the Hammer Valentine 69. happy birthday for his golden birthday. He yes. turned sixty-nine. 69 so, never looks so good on anyone, yeah. especially Greg Valentine. Yeah. How many 69s do you think George the Hammer Valentines have has done? <laughs> George the Hammer Valentine. George. Oh, excuse me, Greg. <laughs> Greg. Um, Sorry, I'm uh, sitting. I'm recording this episode at my new bar in my new house in the basement of that's a my big new moment. house. So are you talking I've ring rats? Little... Include are you calling including ring rats? You have to. <laughs> oh yeah. Those are those uh, are the best ones. Otherwise, the number won't be impressive. I'm sure in his glory days, dude. Are you actually trying to come up with a number? 
Yeah, I bet. I mean, I bet at least 200, 200 plus a Holy year. Holy cow. Those guys, well, plus, you know, because well, they, kinda... they were on the road five or six days a week, man. They didn't yeah. go home. So you figure at least 200 days and they're partying and every, See, in George, a new town every night. George the Hammer Valentine would actually be, Craig. I think, <laughs> what am I talking about, dude? I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm just messing with you. Been having a couple too many drinks tonight. But anyway, I think Greg would be really probably more into the 69s. Plus with his big belly. Dude, when he propped up, he would be when he was, propped up. You got to remember when he was in the 80s, at late 70s, 80s, and 90s, he was in good shape, dude. He wasn't he wasn't yeah. an old man then, dude. He was no, he was, he was, he was a, bringing it for real. Yeah, he was a pretty he he was a pretty buff guy. I mean, he wasn't right. ripped or anything, but he was a buff guy, good looking, the blonde hair, you know. So, I I think he hand, I think he handled his. Hey, if Robert Gibson from the Rock and Roll Express oh, yeah. with, the, with the lazy eye could could he was, pull down he was, unprecedented he was unprecedented numbers of ladies, I think Greg the Hammer Valentine oh, yeah. did just as, fine. As, as a young yeah. kid say, he was running through them. Yeah, the Rock and Roll Express, <laughs> the Rock and Roll Express were legendary. Oh yeah, yeah. and you would have you would have never suspected that. You no, know, certainly not Robert with that. Or, <laughs> no yeah, way, he's a good eye. guy. He's like the worst one of the worst ones ever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey. He, Lemmy from uh, Motorhead. I mean, that guy would get some major puss. Oh, and man. that guy had, like, warts all over his face. He's a rock and roll star, man. Uh, I, I tell you. That's yeah, like Martin. Uh, that's being, have any kind of little bit of fame. It's, all it it's takes. crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. I can imagine being an athlete or someone rock and roll famous. The, as they old, as old school, all the poontang that would be coming your way. <laughs> um, we could we could pay Valentine on Cameo to tell us how many. Oh, speaking of, dude, oh, what was I listening to? Oh, busting open, and you know how we're gonna sneak a picture of Greg the Hammer? Yeah. And, and Bully was saying those guys hate that. They oh, yeah. they do not like you sneaking well, pictures. Well, he was. So that, that that's why he was looking at us. That actually makes do. me think then that he really was getting. Yeah, he was there. looking at us. He said, oh, yeah. the wrestlers hate that, dude. They you gotta pay. That. You yep. gotta pay for a picture for sure. Yep, they don't want you sneaking pictures, dude, at all. Well, you yep. did. Well, it's totally yeah. understandable. I mean, that's how they're making. Yeah, they make their money. money yeah. But, hey, but, yeah, but, my, I, but you know money, what? Probably gonna save your money when you're making tons I'm, of I am, bed. I am gonna go back to if he really was trying to make money, he could have put a little more effort into it because yeah, even despite, despite you trying to take a picture of him, he looked miserable at that table, and it's like, oh yeah, you got to put a little effort in to get people to want to hang out with you. Yeah. Well, you know what? Someday Greg will be on the show. We can hash this out, clear the air, and. Yeah hopefully get that picture yeah and i'm sorry i, I see... called him george all those times i know i don't even know why i started doing that it's all right well, he, is there a george he, valentine out there is there a george the uh, hammer there's valentine? a george somewhere in the world i'm sure george valentine oh my god curious but, so uh, disrespectful i want to see greg valentine give uh charlie the figure four in payment uh, for yeah. that <laughs> god was was ha valentine the one that had the brace where he would like shift it before doing the figure four. Does this sound familiar? He had like a brace on his on his uh, on his leg, and then like he'd conveniently shift it before he put the figure four on, so that it would apply leverage and make the hole the more. I don't know. I might just be like all over the place now, but sounds cool. It's a, it's a wacky ending to our show. 
eventually we're going to have all these facts about Greg the Hammer Valentine that are really like Chuck Norris in a way. Yeah. It's like, well, it's mm, got to like it. Larger He's got to have life. a book. Does he have a I book? I don't know that he does, but maybe we could write it for him. Could be our new life mission. I think we are. I'm into it. Good stuff, boys. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week for Keep the Kayfabe. I appreciate you guys hanging out, and thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe uh, to, to us on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Keep the Kayfabe. Here I come, so you better break north as I strive my gold chain, glide back and forth. I get nothing about you, and that's evident. All I love is my dope and dead president. Sound crazy? Well, it isn't. The ends get survived to me. That's the system. I learned that in school, then I dropped out. Hit the street, checked the grip, and now I got clout. I had nothing, and I wanted it. You had everything, and you flaunted it. Turned the needy into the greedy. With cocaine, my success came speedy. Got me twisted, jammed into a paradox. Every dollar I get, another brother drops. This is such good shit.